And then you talked about on the last episode how you went, you know, off to Florida and, you know, figured out that that's not where true freedom is. Yeah. Sorry for those living in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Greeting Call Podcast. I am Ryan Chat. I am the co-host, but part host right now. Now you're the host. Yeah, now I'm the host <laughs> temporarily um, with Mr. Jack Denny here. What's up? And Holden McElmore. Um, no, howdy. Howdy. What's <laughs> up? Um, so, yeah, this uh, this series is on breaking chains. Um, started it last week. This is episode two. Um, give you a quick recap of what we covered last week. We talked specifically about the deceit and lies of the enemy um, and some of the personal um, personal difficulties that, that we have kind of encountered over our life that we could say are, are bondages and curses in our lives. Um, and what we're going to talk about this week is what we call generational curses. You might have heard it spoke about before. Um, you can call it generational bondage, whatever you'd like to call it. Um, but we're going to be talking about things that are passed on to you, um, really from generation to generation. Um, so, yeah, well, before we start, let me not miss it. We got to say a quick prayer. Yes, sir. So, um, Lord, I thank you for bringing us here today. I thank you for giving us the opportunity to to talk about your word, to talk about ways that we can uh, draw closer to you. I pray that the ears that are listening, that they they hear something that inspires them to, to dig into your word. Um, I pray that uh, you just make us a mouthpiece for you, and we thank you for the opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, so we're going to go ahead and jump on into it. Um, the first question would be, um, what are some generational curses that you feel like have been passed on through your generations and have brought maybe some struggles in y'all's lives before? Um, I can, I guess I can kind of hit it off, um, is, and this isn't something that tapered into my life, but that I saw in my parents' life was between my grandparents on both sides, there were 13 marriages. Um, and I think that tough marriages can definitely be a generational curse. Um, I think it's a, a common trait that people who come from broken homes most likely end up to have a broken home. Mm -hmm. um, and kudos to my parents for um, making a decision, you know, and, and acknowledging that, hey, our history, our track record from our generations is not all that great. Um and we're not going to have a long life marriage um, by doing things the way that they did things. Um, and so they kind of came to a point where they said, okay, this is going to end and something new is going to start. Um, so that's one big one that I'll say that I saw in my life. But Jack, Holden, what, what are some things that pop out to y'all kind of right off the bat as far as generational curses? Yeah, that was one that... Um I can relate to as well. Um, as far as seeing my dad's side of the family, um, just the not happy marriages, um, you know, kind of along that lineage. Mm -hmm. And, um, I could, I saw that my dad really wanted to change that. 
and yeah. and my dad broke that kind of uh and I don't know how far back that goes it could have just been you know his dad and that side but I don't mm-hmm. know about great you know, grandparents to me but um yeah I saw it, my dad wanted to change that so um and I saw that in my my dad and my mom's marriage um and heard my dad talk about the, you know the pain that came with that and I saw mm-hmm. you know him and and his dad and my grandpa you know I saw the tension that kind of unfolded um as I grew up um mm-hmm. you know before my grandpa passed I I saw my dad stress a lot about how you know that that side of the family was not very happy um yeah at least as far as his dad and and um I saw where he really actually did uh try hard to um work on their marriage mm-hmm. or work on his marriage with my mom. Um, and so that's inspired me. I think that's been one curse, but then, you know, a step further than that, his dad was an alcoholic mm-hmm. and, um, my dad also has told me multiple times that that was something that he did not want, uh, to fall into as a, as my father. And mm-hmm. so, um, I've seen that I've recognized that and, I've seen, I think, you know, people talk about having addictive personalities or, you know, the way we're made, like we definitely inherit a lot of traits from our family. Like it, yeah. it's a given. And so some of those, the struggles with, um, you know, maybe if it's, it was alcohol for me in college, um, you know, having that addictive personality, um, I still face the, that challenge every day of where, you know, I've got to choose, um, what I'm going to do. Um, mm-hmm. and it's very easy to fall back into, to some of those things. Um, yeah. if I don't bring it to light, obviously, but, um, yeah, so that, I would say that would be a curse, you know, the same as you, the divorce. Um, and then, uh, you know, n- another thing is alcoholism. Um, yeah. so yeah, I- I've felt the weight of that. Holden, what do you, yeah, so mine's a little bit more uh, complex, I guess, because I'm a, I'm adopted. Um, so you know, my parents who raised me didn't pass any genes down to me. Um, I can say what I know about my birth parents, um, and I was adopted at five months old, so I, I never met my birth parents. But what I the little I do know, like both of you said, it was a, a broken family. Uh, I don't even think they were they were married at the time I was born, but um, broken family, uh, you know, not, they were at least selfless enough to give me up for adoption, but, um, not a a good environment for, for a kid Mm -hmm. and divorce, you know, divorce can be so tough, um, for kids to be raised in that. But it's interesting now because, being adopted at five months, the only thing I knew was my parents who raised me now. Yeah. And so there, there are genes, I guess, passed on to me from my birth parents, but all of my traits and personalities and a lot of things like that, I I think are from, you know, who I consider my true parents. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something, you know, kind of important to note too, is, you know, when we talk about generational curses, you know, we're not talking about, um, your genes and, you know, stuff that was passed on in your blood. And, you know, it, we're not talking about that. We're, we're talking about, um, you know, when, when you're raised by, you know, a specific set of parents um, or when you're in an environment that is flooded with 
X, Y, or Z, Mm -hmm. you're more prone to fall to the same default settings that those people did. Mm. Um, And, you know, like I I know people that um, I I know families where, you know, for example, homosexuality is like, you know, there's 30, 40 percent of the people in that immediate family are are gay, you know, and it's like, well, the the statistics are not in that favor like that usually doesn't happen. You know, Mm -hmm. usually it's one out of every few families. How does that happen? And it's because the environment that that person was placed in um, bred, you know, certain character traits. Um, And that's kind of what we're talking about is, you know, is breaking the the default settings, I guess you could Mm -hmm. say, that that were instilled in you from from a young young age. Yeah. Um, and so it's really interesting to see, like, you know, you hear it all the time. People, you know, even non-Christians talk about the likelihood that an alcoholic has an alcoholic son mm-hmm. and that he has an alcoholic son or that the broken home, they end up in a broken home and, and it just goes on and on. It's a chain right. reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you're a product of your environment. And so I think like the first step in, kind of, you know, correcting that path is number one, you know, acknowledging that something is not right. You know, something's not adding up, Um, you know, and and at that point, once you can decide that, okay, X, Y, and Z is not aligned with, with Christ in my life, you have to then acknowledge that Christ is all knowing, he's all powerful, um, and that he's probably smarter than me. And that what he says, the standards that he's placed, are probably better ways for me to live my life than what Ryan thinks is hmm. a good way to live my life. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, and I think identifying those things, too, is important because I mean, I hear your point about we're not just talking about genes and bloodlines and things like that, but... I, I mean, it's just a fact that there are genetic predispositions that, yeah. that we have and, um, you know, addictive tendencies, depression, things like that. Uh, y- you know, you can it certainly goes a long way to be in a better environment, but you still have a predisposition to those things yeah. sometimes. Um, so that's why identifying them so important, because mm-hmm. you've got to almost like what we talked about last episode, the devil's a, ba- a bass master. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, he, he uses those things to, to tempt you and lure you and make your life a lot harder than it needs to be. Yeah. And I guess one question too would be, why do we, as Christians, you know, we talk about how when we give our life to Christ and we become a new person, you hear that term get thrown around a lot. Um, why is it that when we become that new person in Christ, we seem to still struggle with those same traits, those same default settings? Why do y'all think that is? Why, why do you think it is that even when we give our life to Christ and we become a new person, we're still struggling with the same battles? Yeah, I think the the sanctification process um, is a life long process of becoming like Christ. I think mm-hmm. for a lot of new believers, um, at least in our generation, it's, you know, you you finally realize the depravity of your sin, whether it's, you know, end up, 
going down the rabbit hole of drinking, or maybe it's just lost, wandering, not having a purpose in life. And then people hear the gospel and mm-hmm. they surrender their lives to Christ. And there's all of a sudden this huge wave of hope because yeah. they finally understand the gospel and there's a fire lit under them for quite a while. Yeah. Well, that it takes a lot of work to keep that fire lit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to remind ourselves daily of the gospel. If not, we're all just as quick to forget it if we yeah. don't. If we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just speaking from my personal life. And I'm sure, pretty sure you guys mm-hmm. feel the same way. Yeah. Um, and if it's not once a day, it's multiple times a day that I need to be reminded of it. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of times people can let that fire burn out mm-hmm. and um, they just think, okay, I'm good. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm, and they start abusing God's grace. Mm-hmm. And when it gets to that point, you're not really trying to continue your walk with Christ. You're not trying to deepen that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of just go stale or get lukewarm. Yeah. And that's a place that the enemy loves for you to be. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where these generational curses or the, or the bondages can, can really tie you down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I'm kind of getting off from your question, but um, I think to, to circle back, you know, it's not as simple as just um, receiving Christ and then all of a sudden those are gone yeah. um, because you are still the same genetic makeup, kind of back to what Holden was saying. You still yeah. have the same tendencies, um, the same failures. And e- even after you surrender your life to Christ, the enemy is going to just tempt you even more. Yeah. Um, he's going to try to reel you back in or uh, put you through the mud to slow you down um, mm-hmm. as much as possible. Yeah. And so, no, it, it's in fact harder to um, really break those curses. Uh, I think once you become a, a believer in Christ, um, mm-hmm. because the enemy is going to not only reveal some of those curses to you, um, but he's going to present new ones too that you don't even yeah. know you have. Um and so that's why it's important to, again, remind ourselves daily of the freedom that we have in Christ, the imputed righteousness um, that Christ did die for us, mm-hmm. and and walk in that freedom yeah. and say, no, I'm not tied to that sin, you know, not anymore. Yeah. I'm in Christ. But so often we we just get ourselves in the mood where we think, nope, I'm still chained down. I'm still yeah. going to live in this. Yeah, and I think, too, like, you know, we talked about this, you know, in the last episode as well, but talking about living in a world full of sin. Yeah. You know, like, we we talked about how he's never going to stop, you know, like, he, regardless of whether you, you know, accept Christ or not, you know, those tendencies, you know, are, are still in there because we live in a sinful world mm-hmm. and sinful bodies that enjoy sinful pleasure, you know, and... Regardless, and not to say that Christ isn't going to, you know, radically change your life, because there's a lot of instances where, you know, people, you know, their hearts, you know, their desires, everything completely changes when they give their life to Christ. Um, but we still live in a world that is trying to to tempt you um, and to deceive you into believing yeah. that these things aren't a problem. 
you know, and that these things aren't going to hinder your relationship with Christ. Yeah. Um, and if, if he can, if he can at a minimum keep you where you're at in your relationship with Christ rather than you grow, he's pleased with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I didn't want to, I didn't, I hope I didn't make it sound like nothing changes at all when you're, mm-hmm. when, we give our lives to Christ. I mean, certainly there's a ton of things that change. Mm-hmm. Um, and we realize that freedom, I guess what I was kind of mentioning was that fire that's lit under us. Yeah. That change that happens so fast when we do receive Christ, it takes a lot of work to keep that up. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we talked a lot about some of the more obvious you know, um, generational curses, you know, like divorce, alcoholism, different things like that. What would you say are the, are some, and they don't have to be personal examples in your life, but what would you say are some not so obvious, um, generational traits or curses, um, that can prohibit your relationship with Christ? One I see, and I didn't really kind of realize this until past year or so family businesses can be mm-hmm. a uh, generational bondage for sure mm-hmm. um i think there were i don't forget what the stat was but you spend a lot a, a very large percentage of your life at work mm-hmm. and so a lot of guys have a family business that has been in the family for centuries or multiple decades and they're just automatically assumed to be the heir. Yeah. They don't really have a choice. They're, a lot of times their dad may not give them a choice. Yeah. And so when you think about that, where, where they, you feel forced that you have to do something um, for the rest of your life. And if you don't, you're disappointing the entire family. Uh, I think that is certainly bondage that can um, affect your relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally agree. And I, I think, you know, just on top of that, um, financial stability um, mm-hmm. is a huge one that, you know, where if you come from a good family and your dad's successful or parents are successful, um, you feel that curse of like, if I if I don't reach this status, I'll uh-huh. never feel loved or yeah. I'll never, never uh, be, a, you know, the man that my father is yeah um and it couldn't be more of a curse because in christ it's not that's not the mo that's not the main objective yeah um it's not to match your father's financial stability Mm -hmm. um but so often we feel that oppression um and that's just satan going hey i'm gonna i'm gonna make you compare yourself to your dad because he fired these darts at you and these comments and you know this is the man you have to be and that's going to distract you from pursuing christ yeah um so i think financial stability is a huge one um and then to just uh you know the the people who have never been to church who've have maybe they live in the united states and their parents don't go to church um and they grew up in a home where they just didn't see the need. Yeah. Um, I think that's a huge curse that is not talked about. Yeah. And I, you know, some just kind of random ones that I would say too is 
like a, a big one could be attitudes. Yeah, you know, for sure. Like like just straight up personality traits, mm-hmm. you know, like ego, you know, um, arrogance, you know, different a things negative. like that. That's you know, neg- negative mentalities. Yeah. I've met people mm-hmm. that, you know, we've all met people that yeah. are just, you know, they're negative Nancy. Eeyores, you know? as you said. Yeah, they're Eeyores. <laughs> you ago. know, they're, they're always looking at why this can't happen and why my life's not great and, and why everything yeah. sucks so much. That was me, honestly. I mean, I mentioned it during that episode, but like I have that tendency, mm-hmm. that negative tendency. So I see where if your parents are have that same, you know, demeanor. Yeah. I mean, it's contagious. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely. So contagious. And, and that's very depressing. Yeah. And I, I would say one that, you know, and I, I just mentioned it, but one that sticks out to me as far as the men in my family is the arrogance, mm-hmm. you know, the the ego, the macho mentality that, that you know, some guys get passed on, um, you know, in my dad's side of the family, you know, like fighting was a big thing, you know, making sure that people knew who you were mm-hmm. and that you were there when you showed up and that nobody was going to mess with me. Nobody's going to mess with that guy. And, you know, I I have, you know, my grandparents who are in town, you know, uncles, all the men on that side of the family, you know, like that's that's their thing, you know, is you're a man if you can fight. You're a man if, you know, you're you're a little bit arrogant. It's okay to be mm-hmm. a little bit arrogant and a little bit cocky, you know, and that's kind of the mentality that was passed on generation to generation. Um and, you know, the, the kind of I'm always right mentality. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Dad, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, that's, you know, I have a lot of the same personality traits as my dad. And yeah. he's a great father. You know, I, now love, you're him just to, saying I, that. I love him to death. <laughs> you're just going um, to be a butt here. You know, but yeah. that that's something, you know, I have a lot of the same traits as him of like, you know, we're always right. You know, and nobody's going to be able to tell us or prove to us that we were wrong. And it's hard for us to admit that we were wrong. Yeah. But I would say that's a generational curse because, you know, if you're always right, if you think you know more than everybody else, um, that could withhold you from opportunities that, you know, could really grow your relationship with Christ because you were so closed minded to it. So, yeah, I think, too, just speaking on personalities, um, We've been studying the book of James uh, Mm -hmm. here lately and uh, double mindedness or, um, you know, not having patience or perseverance. You know, some of these uh, these character traits um, that are good are often not passed along, but it's the double mindedness or. Um, you know, having my dad's in sales. And so he's, he kind of said, you know, I've always got to be a chameleon, you know, adapt to whoever I'm around. And so some of those tendencies, um, they're not always good. I mean, it may be good at business advice, but, Mm -hmm. um, I've noticed too, that at times I can be a different person around a different crowd of people. Um, or especially before, you know, I was a believer. Um, and I just saw myself changing to fit whatever group. And, and mm-hmm. that in itself, if you see your parents do that, you know, where it's a, a Sunday, it's one attitude, and then Friday night, it's a different one. Yeah. Um, that in itself is, can be a curse where oh, you yeah. uh, you just think that's normal. 
Yeah. Um, when really the truth is that um, we are to mimic Christ in, in all aspects of our lives. Yeah. And when you compare the way that we live to that, there's a lot of things that we go, wow, I, I was handed that down and didn't even realize it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. A, a lot of, like a lot of those tendencies you don't even really even think about, you know, right. is, is just those little, and, and to, to go back into, you know, the difficulties in marriage, you know, a lot of times the, the generational curse may not be just as simple as divorce. Right. Yeah. It, it may be each other. the attitude that, your parents had towards each other Mm -hmm. it may be the fact that you weren't you you had no ability to compromise yeah you know and that inability to compromise is what causes all of the divorces and the breakups and the inability to have a relationship with somebody and so i think it's important for us to like really think deep you know in our past and and look at the history of you know, our parents, our family, the people that we surrounded ourselves with and say, okay, if I don't want that outcome, you know, what are the things that cause that outcome? Because it's not always two plus two equals four. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes there's underlying problems um, and situations that cause these things to happen. So I think it's important, you know, to to kind of tear that foundation down brick by brick and then rebuild it with Christ yeah, and say, I'm not going to be arrogant. I'm going to be more humble. You know, I'm going to build my foundation on being a more humble Christian, you know, um, different things like that. Yeah. It really is a, a breath of fresh air when you can address all those things and say, you know, being a follower of Christ you know, divorce is no longer a part of my identity or, um, you know, anger, angry words towards my spouse. That's no longer who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, when you can address those things and you really say, I I don't have to be this person that I was handed down to be almost. Yeah. That's where a true freedom in Christ comes. Um, because he doesn't want those things for us. Um, and truly he gives us that power, the same power that, resurrected Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit that dwells mm-hmm. in us, um, that's Christ, that, and, and he wants us to walk in that upright manner and be the best man that we can be, yeah. not live under these chains of, well, my dad did it this way, so I've got to do it this way. Yeah. You know, that's not how it is. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier when we were talking. It's your relationship with Christ and the decision to follow Christ is such a personal decision. And it doesn't matter if you came from the best family in the world or the worst family in the world. You have to make that decision to follow Christ. And your parents can't do it for you. Your siblings can't do it for you. Grandparents, it's all you. And so, um, you know, do think about some of the things Ryan was talking about and, and what your struggles and shortcomings are, some of the things that may have been passed down, but also realize it, it doesn't have to be the bondage. Mm-hmm. You have the the power and uh, the choice to form a relationship with Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And I think ending on kind of this topic, Ryan, you can speak to this, but a generation, generational curse for some may be being a pastor's kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I thought about that. I too. mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the reality of it, you know, all about how that was growing up and, the word being implanted in you as far as, you know, listening to the sermons every Sunday. And then you talked about on the last episode, how you went 
you know, off to Florida and, you know, figured out that that's not where true freedom is. Yeah. Sorry for those living in Florida. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, but um, I think that they can be a generational curse where you, you feel like you have to live up to this certain expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, speak to that maybe. Yeah. I think one, I think to, to maybe take it a little bit of a step farther is one that, that we wouldn't think about as a curse is religiousness. Religiousness. Yeah. Um, is, is the word that I'll use. Yeah. Um, I, you know, a lot of us, you know, have maybe been instilled certain, you know, values in our lives that, um, that follow Christianity. You know, we were taught to, to be nice to people, to be caring, to be giving, you know, all of the, the fruits of the spirit, you know, all of these things. Um, but I think traditions and religiousness, a lot of times are what hold us back from pursuing something more with Christ, Mm -hmm. from pursuing what he has for us. Yeah. And so I think a really big generational curse is traditions. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, thinking that because your family went, you know, because your family was Methodist or because your family was Baptist or because your family was X, Y, or Z, Mm -hmm. whatever denomination it is, that those are the beliefs that you, that you're going to live by. And then you're not going to explore a personal relationship with Christ to see what it is that he has to tell you. And so I think a lot of times people walk through life and they may go their entire life believing, you know, yes, that, Jesus, you know, was the son of God and that he died and rose three days later and all, all of that stuff. But they may have, have been hindering their personal walk and the freedom that Christ had for them by not diving into a personal relationship because they think, or they thought that their family had it figured out. Yeah. That was all there was, you know, that that was all there was to it. I think that's so so true Yeah, Yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, We'll jump into the last question. Um, what are some practical ways that people can go about kind of discovering those generational curses and then combating those to, you know, becoming, you know, free in Christ? What What are some practical ways that you think that can happen? Well, you said it earlier, addressing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Practical ways to combat that, I think, would be what you just said. It's starting to have your own relationship with Christ. Yeah. Um, Figuring out what your own walk with Christ looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think while it can be good, um, you know, there's a ton of goodness ingrained in you from your dad being a preacher. Mm -hmm. You know, his thoughts are his thoughts as, as far as like, I don't want to say like scripture, scripture, that's obvious, yeah. Yeah. but his values, he learned those most likely from scripture. Yeah. And while you can, you know, adopt some of your dad's values and, and some of those things may be good, um, you're not going to understand them on the same level as somebody speaking into you like a father does. Mm-hmm. And so I think first going to the word, starting that relationship with Christ is crucial um, but then to talk, talking about those curses with, um, family members can be very helpful, especially if they're believers in Christ. Yeah. Um, 
if they're not believers and you're approaching this from a believer standpoint, mm-hmm. it can can get very offensive. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. And same with us just talking about our own dads. I mean, I, I've talked to dad about what we talk about on here. And, you know, you said your dad listens, holding on up about your dad. But, um, yeah, I, I think bringing up those topics and addressing it, it mm-hmm. puts it front and foremost, and and you can really go, you know, that's not a part of my identity. That's not yep. who I am. Um, so yeah, the practical, the practicality, I think, would just be in um, find the truth first in God's Word. Um, identify your relationship with Christ, your identity in Christ. Go read Paul's letters. I mean, we look at uh, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. Talks all about our identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you know that, you can recognize, okay, you know, divorce is not a part of who I am. Yeah. You know, that, that's a curse. I'll yeah. break that, you know, yeah. kick that door down. Um, yeah. Same with, you know, anger or, you know, maybe it's lust. Uh, we, you know, addiction. Like I'm no longer, I'm, I'm not addicted to porn. That was something that was introduced to me. Yeah. You know, that's not who I am in Christ. Um, stuff like that. I think, I think that's the practical route holding yeah I, I don't have really much to add there i think you're spot on with it it's yeah recognizing it identifying it hey, I, I guess i would add that also not using it as an excuse i think a lot of people not a oh, lot yeah. of people but there are people out there who look at their family and say well i can't change because that's just who you know who the who the Macklemores are, whatever it may be. That's just how it is, and that's yeah. just an excuse. I, yeah. I mean, because what we've talked about in this episode, you make your own decisions, you make your own relationship with Christ, and He can and will change you mm-hmm. if you truly seek it. Yeah. yeah. What do yeah. you think, Ryan? I mean, I mean, I think you know one practical. You know, I think for starters is. You know, like not all of this is going to come with open doors as soon as you start thinking about generational curses, meaning, you know, you're not going to find every flaw in your life now that you think about it. And all of a sudden now you have this long list of things that you need to change. A lot of it's going to come gradually. You may grow your relationship with Christ for 20 years and then God points something out or you become convicted about something. And you're like, man, I never realized Mm -hmm. that. Am I really like that? You know, Um, it, you know, he'll call you out on it sometimes. Um, But I think once you realize and acknowledge what those areas of your life are, you know, target those areas specifically with scripture, Mm -hmm. you know, find out what it is, you know, don't, don't just do the old school. I'm just going to open my Bible and see what it, you know, see what pops out at me. Like be, you know, be intentional and say, what, what does the word have to say about arrogance? Yeah. What does the word have to say about alcoholism or whatever it is, um, about how you should treat your wife or how you should treat your kids. And Google is a huge tool that, I mean, don't read everything on Google, but (laughs) yeah, uh, I will say if you Google Bible verses about addiction, yep. the top five links that pop up, I mean, there's enough money in the kingdom that those sponsored <laughs> links are more than likely very accurate. Yep. And if they're not, they're not going to have scripture in them. If it's scripture and it's a part of those links, yeah, it's going to have something to do with addiction. And yeah. that's just the truth. So yeah. anything that you... Uh, are questionable about as far as what scripture, you know, pertains to this and that Google, 
Yeah. I mean, that's that's so practical. And yeah. a lot of people are dumbfounded by it. They're like, yeah. oh, I didn't know I could Yeah, Google. something. And, and I got a new Bible recently um, right before we did the boot camp because I forgot mine and bought a new one on the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I realized that at the back, it, I don't know what it's called, a glossary or whatever, but it's basically got all of your your words and like you can pick out a specific word like arrogance and it will it will list all the scriptures that talk about arrogance um and so when we left that boot camp with my list of two or three things that hey i need to work on Mm. um i went to the the back of my bible and i highlighted the words that i needed to work on and then i went through and highlighted all of the scriptures that are related to that and anytime that i struggle with this hey, I'm going to flip to these X, Y, and Z pages and see what the Word has to say about it. Yeah. Um, and so those are just some very practical ways. You know, obviously, talk to somebody, talk to family, talk to friends, be open about it that, you know, like, don't, don't, don't do it alone. Yeah. You know, like have... Or ask us. Yeah, too. ask us. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, but yeah, that's that's about it. I think that's about as practical as it can get. Yeah. So... Cool. All right. Well, that is uh, generational curses. We're going to be covering some more stuff in the next few weeks. Um, talk about some addictions, uh, pornography, um, and kind of what to do moving forward. So yeah. we appreciate you listening. Um, if you got any questions, send us a DM, an email, whatever means necessary, and we will hit you back up. So and shout out to Ryan for uh, hosting. This episode. Thank you. I appreciate you did it. Great. I got the comfy chair this time. You, know, you got you got the job from now on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week, same time. Yep. <laughs> All, All right, right, see you guys. We will see y'all. Bye.